Boo doo doo doo. Hello. Hi, my love. Oh my goodness, it's recording perfectly. Look at that. Aww. The Matrix is with <laughs> us today. Success. <laughs> I love you so much. I love you so much. It's good to see you, my love. It's wonderful to see you. You are the most amazing, incredible person ever in the universe. Aww, well, everybody, everybody is. Everybody is, but you're just, you hold that special place in my heart. Thank you, my love. Ditto. Mwah. You are just that exceptional person for me. I love you so much. I love you, sweetheart. So how are you holding up with the whole <laughs> coronavirus? I know, crisis? right? I mean, you're in like the num number one infection country in the world now. And Florida is number five out of all of the U.S. states. Wow. I don't know. I don't really think about that stuff too much. <laughs> <laughs> so life is normal or life is very different? Um, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely changed. We're mostly quarantined. I really don't go out a whole lot uh, anywhere unless I'm going to the store or something like that. But uh yeah, pretty much. I think the store is pretty much the only place I've been in the past like week or so. Yeah. Um, besides the kids' house to to pick up the kids. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh it's it's self isolation, but um I definitely I definitely enjoy my company, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> you keep great company. <laughs> Thank goodness for technology for, and, you know, to allow us to do this. Absolutely. Oh, makes life so much more bearable. If we have to be on opposite sides of the world, at least we stay connected. We're kind of used to, we're kind of used to this. Well, this is true. For some couples, they're just now discovering what a distance relationship is like. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we haven't known anything different. <laughs> we have like little moments, like a week here and there when we're together. But uh, for the most part, this is the norm for us. Doesn't mean that it's easy, though. Yeah, but now we actually get to communicate and we have a little more time to actually communicate and, and talk and FaceTime yeah. more because usually I'm busy with the kids. and Yeah, it's either and... working hours your time or working hours my time. And so now that <clears> everything's <throat> a little slower, everyone's got a bit more time off, it means we've got a bit more time to communicate. Which has been amazing. It sure has. I love you so much. So let's talk, let's talk about, I was, you know, feeling out like, what can we, what can we talk about today? And well, I think it's awesome to share our experiences and it's wonderful to have Anna here. Now we actually have some time to kind of share some of this, but it was a pretty amazing experience. I just turned 40 on March 15th and Happy thank you. Thank you. And you just, oh my gosh, you made the most amazing surprise birthday extravaganza that I could couldn't even imagine and uh it was pretty interesting because there were a lot of like kind of obstacles that could have very easily like detoured everything and you stuck with it and and yeah do we want to talk about that a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well 
initially, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get a lot of days off. So my plan was possibly to like land in the US like around Friday the 13th and your birthday was on Sunday. And I thought, you know what, maybe I can whisk Brian away to like an amazing location. And since I'll only be able to stay in the States, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, five days. Do you know originally where I was going to take you? No, no, I have no idea. Like I was, I, like I said, I wasn't trying to tune in and like figure anything out. I was like, I'm just going to let this, let this go and be surprised. So my original idea was let's go to Hawaii because I was like, it's halfway to Australia. So, um, you know, like you and I could like, it would just give us more time together rather than me spending 24 plus hours flying to East coast US and 24 plus hours flying home. I was like, if I can save half of that time each way, that gives us an entire extra day together. Um, But then I think logistically, like you were catering a party on the Saturday night and you also had the kids that weekend. So it meant that whatever plans I made, I was like, okay, I need to be able to work around those facts and so I ended up having a FaceTime chat with your kids and they were like, Shh, like dad's not allowed to like listen to this. <laughs> and I sort of said to them, like, what would you guys, you know, like, like to do? Like, would you like to fly somewhere? Would you like, I wasn't going to take them to Hawaii because they haven't been on a plane and that's a lot of flying. But um, Issa really wanted to go to New York. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. But, um, She's been talking about that for a while. Were, they weren't keen. They were like, no, we don't really want to fly. And I said, okay, well guys, we're going to have to come to an agreement, you know, all together. Um, is there anywhere else that we could go? Like, what about Miami? What about Orlando? And they were all like, Orlando, like we love Orlando. And I said, okay, well, I'll have a look at a place to stay because I think last year for, was it for Gabby's birthday? You guys went to Orlando? We did. Yes, we did. He's he, my brother has gone. We've gone a couple years uh, to a resort there in Orlando that my brother has like a timeshare in. And uh, yeah, last year we went for Gabriel's birthday and he invited one of his friends. And it's got like the water park and the lazy river yeah. and, you know, like cool, like apartments and um So I was thinking to myself, okay, maybe I can find somewhere in Orlando. Like, you know, maybe we can go to theme parks or something. You know, it's only an hour drive for you. Um, So it will probably tick all the boxes. So that's what the kids and I had um, decided. So they were all in on this surprise. Um, And as I started Googling um, accommodation, I found this place on booking.com and it might have been like, um six bedroom like mansion or whatever i was like whoa okay this looks kind of cool um and when i looked into it more i found that was this entire resort um in how do you say is it kissimmee kissimmee yeah i think think kissimmee orlando um and it was built around this water park it's called encore resort and pretty new they had sort of full services. You could have as much as you wanted. The sky's the limit. So you could have 
everything all catered. You could have a private chef come and cook certain meals. You could hire certain entertainment. You know, they were like, look, whatever you want, whether it's like a sports team, a birthday party, a wedding, like a function of some other sort, like, you know, we can help. Um, and so as I kept looking more and more, I realized that they had houses from like as small as maybe four bedrooms all the way up to 13 bedrooms. And the bigger ones also had stuff like games rooms and uh, <laughs> cinemas and their own pools, as well as like the water park. So then I started thinking, okay, well, maybe since it's your 40th birthday, I was like, maybe we can get a house that's big enough and invite a few more people for the surprise. So (laughs) (laughs) I ended up inviting, um, and literally I gave everyone like 48 hours notice. I'm like, guys, I found the place. I want to book it. Cause it was like, um, I think like 30% off if you booked a non-refundable booking, but you had to pay in full. So I was like, I don't know how long this place is going to be available. It looks so perfect. Um, and I think we got an eight bedroom in the end. And so I asked your brother, Nick, your brother, Mickey and his girlfriend, Nicole, I asked your mom. Um, and then I reached out to your good friends, Kevin and Dawn from Kentucky and their daughter, Bailey, and they were super excited. Um, your <laughs> friend, Nick. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I figured like, okay, this is going to make for a pretty exciting party, but I was like, okay, we'll just wait and see because probably at least there's going to be a few people that just won't be able to make it. And within 48 hours, every single person was like, absolutely count me in, looks amazing, can't wait, you know. And um, and then coronavirus kind of like started right. to rear its head. <laughs> so um, with a couple of days to go, Like I was literally like, oh my gosh, like, am I going to be able to leave Australia? Um, But luckily, like the day I went to fly, they had a green light, like no special precautions, like go for it. And about half an hour after I hit the skies, um, the government apparently in Australia changed their health advisory and they were like, oh, travel with caution. Um, and not long after that, they closed the borders completely and said no travel at all. <laughs> so I was quite lucky to make it um, out of the country. Um, your mum, who's from New York, she ended up cancelling her flights because she's like, look, I mean, like an age where I'm at a higher risk, New York is higher risk and I'd have to fly through JFK and it's probably like, you know, right. reading ground for coronavirus. So, yeah, she... <laughs> I think she sort of met, I don't know if she gave part of the surprise away because I think she kind of reached out to you like, I wanted to be there for your birthday, but I couldn't. So <laughs> I don't know how much of the no, surprise I, No, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't trying to tune in and, you know, I'm very intuitive. I could tune into just about anything and like kind of feel what's going on. But yeah, for yep. I mean, I live my life like I don't want to. I want to be surprised. <laughs> like I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy surprises. I spend a lot of time with the unknown, so I I really was excited to be surprised, and I was so, I was totally surprised when I got there. My brothers and and Nicole were already there, and I had no clue. Like, <laughs> well, they were waiting up for you because yeah, we had the were. house since like Saturday. 
And um, because I booked everything, like usually I would need to be the one to check in, to give ID, to give credit card, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it was prepaid. So at least that side of things was good. But I'd also, because I know you like vegan food, I'd organize like all vegan catering for the weekend, um, flower delivery, balloon delivery. Like, <laughs> so I had to reach out to your sure. brother because I was kind of thinking, you know what? A land in Tampa on um, this was it was Saturday morning. It was like seven a.m. Saturday morning. I was like, I can probably convince Brian to like we'll just go for a little drive for an hour, and then you know before he knows that we're in Orlando, and you know he can just chill out and relax, and then guests can just start arriving, and that'll be like the surprise. But because you didn't know what we had in store. Your vision was like, look, I'm going to cater my party. I'll come home Saturday night, like whenever it finishes, probably like 9.30 p.m. or something. And then we'll like drive to our, you know, surprise destinations. <laughs> I had to send your brother up to Orlando early because he had to pick up like food and organize the check-in and stuff like in this mansion. And um, yeah, apparently, even though I'd called ahead and they were expecting your brother, of course, when he arrived, like they gave him a hard time, like your name's not on the booking, you know, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I think he tried to call me, only he tried to call on Facebook Messenger. I didn't have any notifications. So I didn't get any like kind of indication that like <laughs> he was calling. And then I think he phoned So he called me like right in the, at the end, towards the end of my party. And he was like... Uh... He was like, hey, uh, are you, are you like with Anna? Are you still like working your party? I'm like, I'm still working my party, which should have been like a thing right there to go. Oh, okay. But, but then he goes, oh, well, uh, Anna. Uh... At the resort or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I can't get through to Anna or something. <laughs> yeah. And so he was like, uh, he, he was like, um, no, never mind. <laughs> and then he just hung up. <laughs> Because you're kind of like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I think eventually I texted your brother just to see like, hey, how did everything go? And um, he was kind of like, oh my God, like it was such a saga. You won't believe. But he's like, we got there in the end. He's like, it's all good. They've given us a temporary door code for tonight. Um, he's like, we're going to try to wait up. But um, he's like, you know, what time are you guys going to be there? And I was like, well, look, Brian's like running a bit later. Like it's not going to be 9.30. Like he probably, and then I think you got home maybe at like 11, but then you were exhausted and you needed to like, you know, take a shower and like pack everything. And then we had still a one hour drive. So what time did we Thank end up Thank you for driving on the there? wrong side of the road correctly, rightly. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, it feels like the wrong side of the I road. Know. But yeah, luckily it was I the know. right side of the road. It America. was the right side of the road. <laughs> Got us there in one piece, which was good. Gave me a little uh, but bit luckily of a I find freeway driving, it's pretty hard to uh, to mess it up. So yeah. you did <laughs> that side of, and GPS makes life easier. But yeah, your kids were worried that the GPS was going to like blurt out the the destination but i think you figured it out as you could see us going like towards orlando well i knew i i that was the one thing i did pretty much know that we were going towards orlando because i know the kids especially the boys love orlando so i figured if we weren't flying that it was uh it was orlando it had to be within a couple yeah. of hours like radius but Although, i had no you idea have an idea to go to a hungry howie's in the opposite direction so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I wasn't sure how much you knew about yeah the Orlando or not and then yeah we we got to the place it's kind of like yeah a whole like village of like mansions 
and then we pulled into ours and um, your brother had actually moved his truck so yeah. that he wouldn't be visible from the street, you know, because like he didn't want to give the surprise away. And I honestly thought that like they must be asleep in bed because it was like 2.30 in the morning. And do you remember like when we were about 10 minutes away, your brother Mickey called? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sounding half asleep. <laughs> He was fishing for information, like, how far away are you? And he and Nicole and your brother Nick were all kind of like, should we call, should we not call? Like, is it going to give something away? But he said that he actually usually calls you, like, after midnight, oh. like, in the early hours of birthday. Yeah, we're very random when we, uh, <laughs> when we connect. <laughs> it's a all, all odd hours of, of the day and night. So from what you were saying, that actually made you think, you know, yeah, this is legit. Like Mickey's probably home in bed. Like you didn't suspect. Yeah, no, I thought he was, yeah, I thought he was being himself calling me half asleep at like a random hour, like, (laughs) like he's been known to do. So yeah, I wasn't. And like I said, I wasn't really even thinking or fishing for any kind of information energetically. So yeah, it was pretty awesome. But it's just so amazing. It's it's just so amazing how you just persistently like set everything up and organized everything, and w- even with everything going <laughs> I on, I loved it. Yeah, even with everything going on, it was just incredible. Because <laughs> they actually did a whole surprise moment, which they was did. really cool. They did, yeah, and you look was... genuinely surprised. <laughs> I was genuinely surprised. I think that's the first time I've ever in my life been surprised for like any kind of like party or celebration on my birthday. So, so cool. That was pretty, and then like pretty one awesome surprise, experience. I suppose, was all of your family. But then it's also like yes. you're trying to take in that we're like in this mansion. Like it's yeah. like whoa, this is a cool looking place. And then you're like, hey, tomorrow you got to go pick somebody up from the airport. And at first, I thought That's- it was my mom. Because I just said a mystery guest. <laughs> yeah, but then, but then as we're like, you're talking to my mom, like getting closer and closer to the time I need to leave for the airport. And then she's like being so like, I'm so sorry I couldn't come and this and that. At first I thought she was trying to throw me off, but then she just kept going on and on and on and on. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, it's closer <laughs> to the time where I'm supposed to get somebody from the airport. And you're going, she's going on and on. So now I'm thinking, so now I'm thinking like, she's just doing that intentionally to make me think that it's her in order to, that's what I was feeling (laughs) in order to distract me from who's really coming. So then I was like, all right, now it must be Kevin because that's the only one, it's the only person I could think of that, that's like really close to me that she would fly here. So then I thought it was, so then that's when I really felt like, okay, it's Kevin. I'm going to pick up Kevin. And then I get to the airport. And it's like Kevin and Don and Bailey. It's like all their whole family. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like unbelievable. I can't believe this. Yeah. So we were so lucky that everything that we could pull it off because, you know, like again, 48 hours before those guys messaged me saying, look, we're really worried. Like there's been like one case of coronavirus in Kentucky. What happens if we get stranded in Florida and we can't come back? And I think then they kind of realized, you know what, like worst case scenario, we'll just stay with Brian or we'll drive back. (laughs) You know, like it was just that it was becoming more of an issue. And also their daughter, Bailey, who's six, that was her first ever time on a plane. And she apparently loved it, (laughs) including turbulence. (laughs) She's so, she's so awesome. She's just so like open and just beautiful and amazing. 
Oh, she and she loved the water. So being at a water <laughs> yeah. park and in a mansion with your own private pool, like just twenty four seven, she was just yeah enjoying herself and swimming and yeah. I think you know Kevin and Dawn were so like excited and and grateful to be part of the celebration because everybody ended up having a really cool time. It was amazing. And you just brought it all together mm-hmm. so beautifully. I think then the last person, because then we were like, oh, let's let's joke and tell Brian the next mystery guest is arriving. But obviously we had eight bedrooms. And at that stage, one for your mom was still free. But there was still another one that was spare. And we were like, the next guest is arriving. <laughs> and I think you had a feeling that yeah. was. Yeah, because right before you told me that, I got a feeling. I was like, man, I wonder if I should like, call Nick and tell him to like, if I was like, I know he's probably working, but maybe I should just call him. Cause that's cause the extra room was there. And I'm like, man, might as well make use of it. And I'm like, I wonder if I should call yeah, Nick. It's only right? an hour drive. Let me let, I was like, maybe I'll call him. And then like 10 minutes later, you're like, Hey, there's another mystery guest about to arrive. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's why, that's why I, that's why I thought right that on. he was yeah, working was like, and he's like, I've, He's like, I've arranged to get like these couple of days off, but he's like, I've got to work and I'll turn up like Saturday night or sorry, Sunday night, I think it was. And then he stayed the Monday, Tuesday. But I was so impressed because I pretty much was inviting everyone like saying come Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, which is an odd combination like most people who work in nine to five they're gonna be working on those days and so the fact that everyone in your family with like hey i need your answer in 48 hours because they need to know how many bedrooms to book like they were all just like done 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 like (laughs) i'm coming i'm on board like count me in what can we do to help like and that's why i was like you just have the coolest family everybody really wanted to come together to celebrate Celebrate you and to celebrate your 40th and the kids were so excited because I thought if anyone's going to blow the surprise it's going to be a kid that just kind of yeah no you know, I, happens to go oh when we go to Orlando oops um you know like but actually <laughs> no they were the best they were the best at keeping it I, I everybody else kind of <laughs> slipped up here and there and I just wasn't really looking for anything so I didn't catch it but the kids were the, <laughs> the kids were the best at, well uh, even we were picking up the rental car like the ladies like are you gonna have any tolls on the way to your destination and I almost said like ah yes there's tolls to Orlando <laughs> I was just thinking oh my god I almost gave it away <laughs> so yeah thankfully like <laughs> we were able to keep the surprise a surprise because with your intuition you tend to you're pretty cluey you catch on to like what's going on around you yeah so that was pretty cool. So I was, yeah, excited about that. And then after that, we were like, maybe we should just mess with Brian and tell him that the next mystery guest is right. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, that was it. <laughs> no, it was... And it, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say the other part that was kind of fun to arrange was, um, well, I wanted to have a couple of special touches. Um, balloons and flowers and vegan food and your favorite cake which is carrot cakes (laughs) they were the other little things that we yeah we were able to arrange and yeah some of it like literally when i landed in san fran i had a six hour stopover before catching a red-eye flight all night to land in tampa at like 7 a.m saturday 
So my stopover in San Fran was down to four hours because everything was like a long wait. I just assumed with the coronavirus, they must be like medically screening everybody, but <laughs> it wasn't. It was like once you actually got up to like the customs and immigration people, they just like screen your passport. Hey, why are you here? Okay, welcome. Like that was, that was it. But we were queued up for about two hours there and hardly anybody had masks. Like I was so grateful. I had a mask and I had a visor and it was like, forget social distancing. We were all in such close quarters and they, cause it was hot. They had a fan that was blowing the air over everybody. And I just remember thinking like, man, if anyone's going to catch coronavirus, like this is where it's going to happen. Like there was no hand sanitizer, no signage. It was like, cause I think things at that stage we're not like California did have a fair few cases, yeah, but it was, it hadn't authorities really hadn't in. really started to, yeah, to implement anything. And so <clears> that <throat> kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, but anyway, so instead of having six hour stopover in San Fran, I think I was down to like four hours or something like that. So I was actually ordering online balloon orders from San Fran and <laughs> so designed you a balloon bouquet with like a giant number 40 and they did a personalized balloon with your name and your age and all of those things. And so I have, I think um, the next morning I was so asleep because I was like so jet lagged, but you heard a knock at the door. Yeah, it was. <laughs> was like, like, someone's at the door. Like, who's knocking at the door at eight o'clock in the morning? Plus we stayed up to like four in the morning because everyone was so excited. That's true. No, one could, no one could go to sleep. Yeah. in the hot tub and... <laughs> We're, we're, you just totally blessed us. Thank you so much. Oh, my absolute pleasure. But I think really the company made the whole party. Absolutely. Like that was probably the most exciting thing. Like it I was, was going cool to say, arrange that, but I was going to say, even if just we took away almost everything and just had the, the nice place and had everybody there that really just made the, the whole entire experience. Absolutely. And I'm so, so glad, my love, because you deserved a fabulous celebration for your 40th. I've never planned a milestone birthday for someone before. I'm so glad we pulled it off. You're an excellent planner. Uh, I, have, I, I have so much fun doing it. Thank you, my love. Thanks for having a birthday. <laughs> the timing <laughs> yeah. of your birthday was ideal. Because I know, right? It's, so, it's just like, so, I guess that's the the amazing thing is like how like if anything was just a little bit off in one direction or the other like everything could have been totally right? like yeah if i had um booked my flights instead of a friday night flight because usually flights out of australia depart in the middle of the day and i was like i've only got limited time off i need to work on friday I found this one Friday night flight leaving Melbourne, Australia at like 10 p.m. Um, to go to San Fran. And so it meant I could catch an 8 p.m. flight from Sydney. And on that flight, we got delayed and delayed. And then they put us in a holding pattern. And then I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was like, I'm going to miss this flight. I was like, there's no more flights anywhere from Australia tonight to the U.S. Like, I'm just going to have to be 24 hours late. And they said, oh, we're really sorry. We haven't got Wi-Fi on this plane. But look, we do have a message that, you know, your original flight that you booked, it had a tight connection. It was only a 90-minute connection 
And in Melbourne, the domestic and international are in the same terminal. They're just on different levels. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, that's good. Because in Sydney, for example, you've got to catch a bus or a train if you want to transfer from domestic to international. So I was like, you know what? I can make it. It's a 90-minute connection. But then we were suddenly down to like, oh, my God, the flight's already boarding. And, you know, my flight's just landing on the tarmac. And so they actually moved me up to business class. They said they had a note that I had a tight connection. Obviously, that connection had whittled down to nothing. And I just lost hope. I was just kind of like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be able to make this flight. They actually had a Qantas, um, like, ground staff employee waiting for me. She personally met me, escorted me, and fast-tracked me front of the queue through customs, security, immigration, you name it. She's on a walkie-talkie the whole time communicating with the rest of the flight, and they held the flight for me so that I could make it. And I just felt like... <laughs> whoever whoever <laughs> so, you are, whatever... So grateful. We are because so Brian, 30 minutes people. after we departed, the government upgraded its its travel thing to like, oh, take precautions, revise your need to travel. And if that was the case, and if I had knowingly jumped on a plane that the government had issued this warning, it meant that like, if I had had to like quarantine or whatever, like none of that would have been paid for by my work or anything. And as things turned out, like a day or two before I'm due to fly back to Australia, the Australian government for the first time ever upgrades its travel history to do not travel to any country in the entire world all Australians come back home and anybody arriving home whether you've got symptoms or not and no matter which country you've been to you must go into mandatory isolation for 14 days and so I was thinking oh my gosh like if I had started that journey um with the travel advisory saying reconsider your travel and then the circumstances had changed like <laughs> I may not have like been able, like at the moment I've just finished two weeks of isolation today um but thankfully all of that like isolation leave <laughs> it's all been covered by my work um I also made it back into the country like a couple of days before they closed the borders so some Aussie travelers have literally been stranded in other countries or they've been forced to pay like eight thousand dollars for a one-way flight just to try to get them home um so I was just so so lucky if anything had changed like flying there returning like just even a 24-hour window change like i don't think we could have pulled that whole thing off so <laughs> i was just so so thankful that we were able to do everything because if your birthday had been like this weekend brian like we wouldn't be able to do this party <laughs> no no absolutely at the time crazy it was, isn't it yeah the timing was so there was such a tight window to ever for everything to happen and sometimes you know Everything aligns Absolutely. in Absolutely. Just the and way you it's know, paid coming, for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah. I felt so <laughs> like, yeah, lucky and blessed. And also it would have been hard if we'd had to, because we don't get to see each other that often. Like we last saw each other in January right. and we usually would try to catch up like every couple of months, even if it's just for a few days. But, you know, now, like I think in Australia, at least they're probably not doing international flights I don't know, probably until like June, I'd say. And that's still up in the air because it just depends on what happens around the world, you know, where the travel is going to resume. 
So imagine if we hadn't seen each other since January and we were like looking at the prospect of like not seeing each other indefinitely, that would be harder. Whereas now I feel like we've got this beautiful experience, these incredible memories. And for me, like that will help me to fuel through and like push on through <laughs> these kind of times. I'm so, I'm so grateful and thankful that you, that you were able to come and not only did you come, but you just brought everybody together. It was just amazing. And I love you. And well, I think you brought everyone together. My love is <laughs> all your friends and your family, people that, well, that love just... you and care about you and were willing to come and celebrate with you, your beautiful milestone birthday, even coronavirus couldn't stop us. And I feel like this is a, uh, like it just kind of leads into the reality of our love is that our love brings people together and it's just amazing to just collaborate rather we're collaborating consciously <laughs> or just kind of going along subconsciously and it's just amazing <laughs> it is we have a beautiful dynamic and i feel so blessed to to know you and to love you it's so just happy birthday my it's so much the same feeling towards you and with you and I just, I'm just cherished. It's taken like, it's just over the, the past year or so and just opening up to you and allowing you into my life has been just the most magnificent thing that I've ever done for myself. For me too, for me too. You've enriched my life and broadened my horizons in ways that I didn't even know were possible. So yeah, I'm so grateful and appreciative every day for what we have. Um, and I'm always like looking to the future, like, wow, when's going to be the next adventure that we, uh, <laughs> we get to share together. I love you so much. Mm, and I, I love think, you too. And this is why I keep feeling inspired, you know, if, if we continue to feel uh, just kind of aligned and connected to share with people. I think that just sharing our own growth and, and the love that we share together in a way that other people can feel it and sense it. And like you said, it's, it's uh, great that we're blessed enough to experience everything that we experienced from a financial standpoint and, and everything yeah. just kind of lining up and everything. So yeah. those are, those are amazing experiences. But as you said, the, the depth of it is just the connection that we have and what that connection Absolutely. ends up providing. And some people, sometimes we get lost in just looking for the actual experience and we miss yeah. out on the connection that we have with people. And so that's what I really feel can come through if we kind of just share more is just share the connection that we have and then share how our, how our perspectives and how our souls kind of intertwine and bring things together to, to make things happen. And ultimately I think that's really what we're, we're kind of growing into collectively as people is to really just kind of grow into ourselves in a way where we can connect and have the deeper relationships with others and then allow those relationships to kind of blossom and, you know, bring to bring to light some of these things that are even more beneficial and, and just really help open up humanity as a whole. Absolutely. And it's really, yeah, touching when you share those mo moments or you have that kind of outlook or right. energy that sort of rubs off on other people. And, you know, I went to the supermarket today for like the first time in <laughs> a couple <laughs> of weeks. I've been doing online groceries, but I found there's certain items that don't appear on the online catalog that are in the stores and um, things that they tell you are sold out online. Like I really wanted to get grapefruit, 
I walked into the store today and there's two grapefruit there. And yeah, I tried to order them like online the other day. They're like sold out. So <laughs> it was good actually going into the store. I still had like mask and like full protection, but there was this older lady there and um, she had like a lot of calf swelling. So she looked like, like sort of like a heart failure patient, but she was quite pleasant. And I think she was asking like one of the staff members, like where something was. Um, and I, I was just walking past and um she said something like, oh, thanks, love you. And then the staff member replies back, love you too. And then this other random lady just turns around and goes, what the hell, love you three. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. What you started going, love you four, love you five. And the lady just turns around and she goes, I love all of you people. And it was just a moment. It was a really cool, because, you know, we're all here. We're all basically doing like, isolation or quarantine and in right. Australia there's actual laws now like there's only certain reasons that you're allowed to leave your house and shopping in a supermarket is one of them so you can't go to a cafe to socialize you can't go to a park um, you can't go to a movie so people in the supermarket are literally having yeah. these beautiful exchanges so rather than fighting with each other over like what's left on the shelves I just thought it was a really cool example of just that kind of energy and how at times like these like it's nice to be reminded of that kind of spirit that's so it's so amazing and and it just shows to even even with like a mask on or distance between us and like this is something that we've really got to experience and and live is the is allowing not allowing the distance to kind of separate us and and we've talked that's about it before true. where our dist where the distance is actually Closing the distance. right because we actually have to communicate more and since yeah. we're not here and close to each other and we can't kind of give our, give each other that nurturing and stuff so closely together that yeah. we have to, you know, we have to use technology and, and different things to kind of connect and just remind ourselves and, and connect with each other to remind us like how much we love each other and and I don't think I think we're at a depth now where we've done it so much we're like neither one of us ever feel like okay like we have to we have to remember or we have to wonder if the other person is is really gonna be yeah. there and love each other but it's well that's true I feel more loved with my partner being on the opposite side yeah. of the world than if you like live you know well not you but if I had a partner that lived five minutes away you know because I think part of that is you know we have had to cultivate and build a relationship that has always been a distance relationship and so we've had to really have good communication and in so many ways even though distance is hard it's been such a blessing because it's, in, it's allowed us to build this really deep and unbreakable bond and when we come and then when we come together we we can really be we can be close and i know for yes. me like it's you i don't really need as much space from you so like i can like this it's almost like all right let's <laughs> let's close the distance let's <laughs> we, let's not leave any space uh between us to where we're not so much together and and it's really amazing. And, and when you kind of spend the time with yourself to love yourself and open up for me, that's, that's what I've really opened up to over the past few years is that it's, it's really just about opening up to who you are and opening yourself up. And when you yeah. do this, you can, you, when you, when you bring your presence in front of other people, it helps them open up. And that's true. 
And that's really what it is. It's just about allowing everyone to open up to who they are and to just really shine from their heart and, and just nurture and love everything that's coming up from them. So they just grow more and more into the best version of themselves. And the more you do this with yourself, the more it just draws that out of everybody else. And you definitely, and it's so funny because you often told me like, you just, you've like opened me up to who I am and I was so closed off and you've opened me up to who I am. And, and I feel like it's almost like as I was helping you open up, I was also opening up myself. And so like, you've done the same, you've done the same with me. And that's just how, that's how it works. The more that you, the more that you do this with yourself, the more it connects with other people and we lose sight of how empathic we are and that just, you don't really have to go work so hard at everything and do all these things in order to achieve the best version of yourself. You just have to nurture yourself and love yourself and allow it to open up and go, Hey, even if somebody doesn't really receive what I'm giving or, or whatever. And for me, a lot of my life, I spent time around a lot of people who were closed off and couldn't, couldn't accept things so and for me it was like I don't care like I can't stop like loving somebody or I can't stop being open and giving if other people aren't ready to receive and so for me it was always like okay like you need to you just need to give more and more and more and though there were times where I ended up giving so much to everybody else I kind of felt far away from myself and depleted um, I mean ultimately you draw back I think that's what I think a lot of people are doing right now is they're drawing back into themselves and going, Hey, as much as I love other people and care for other people, I need to love myself and really care for myself and treat myself really well. And as I was doing that is when I met you and, and you were, and you poured, you poured so much love into me and you were, and it was almost like, Whoa, like it it was, there was times where I'm like, Whoa, that's like really intense. Like, I think that's too much. And then I, and then, and then it was almost, it was crazy because then it connected with the part of me that I was carrying that said that I was like, well, wait a minute, like you're the same way. <laughs> and so like, now I know, now I know like maybe how other people were feeling during those times. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to love that part that I picked up from other people and from the world and, and allow myself, allow that part of me to be loved, not only by me, but really open up to somebody else. And and you just, you were so, you've always been so gentle and so patient and so kind and just constant in, the, in your love. And this is what we can all open up to within ourselves. And, and I tell people like that you have to, you open up to who you are and you actually allow in the love that you're searching for, but it doesn't come from another person. It comes from you. And even mm-hmm. if it does come from another person, if, if it's not coming from within you, then there's always going to be part of you that kind of pushes that love away and kind of like says, "Mm, I'm not sure if I'm ready yet or I can, I can take this or I deserve it. Yeah. So that's why it's so important to love that part of you because that's the part that you need to love most. That's going to allow you to open up to somebody to, to a love that you really are, you know, searching for, which. Yeah. For me, (laughs) it was quite a paradigm shift and you were fundamental in like helping me change my position because I sort of thought to myself, like my job is to give and give and give. Um, I don't deserve compliments or, you know, any kind of gratification until I achieve (laughs) and I, perfect in every single, you know, box like to tick or goal or checklist, you know, so I was like, you know, like 
I, you know, I, ha I will have to like have a certain job and be on a certain career trajectory and have the house and the car and the body and the lifestyle. And once I've ticked all of those boxes, like then and maybe then will I be worthy of love, compliments, praise, whatever. And when somebody else sees that I am worth loving, then I will give myself permission to be like kind to myself. And it was a kind of a weird... Um, for <laughs> now that I look word. at it, I'm like, it was a really weird philosophy, but then I kind of thought my whole motivation was sort of like, um, you don't want to get complacent. Like if you start, you know, like giving yourself praise and treats and whatever, well, you won't be motivated to like, you know, go as far in like your job or your personal goals or whatever it may happen to be. And you kind of really flipped that on its head. And I like the way that you sort of challenged me because it was a whole new paradigm thinking, no, no, you start by nurturing yourself. It's like planting a seed. You water that seed and you nourish it. And then like it starts to grow and bloom, you know, <laughs> whereas I kind of was like, no, 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 it needs to like, you know, only a seed that's worthy will thrive in the harshest <laughs> environment. <laughs> I know. And this is, but this is, we, and we laugh about it because it's funny once you start growing and you look back and you go, wow, that was ridiculous. But, but as you're going through it, it's, it is, there are environments and there is an energy in the world and it's, and it's starting to dissipate, but that, that is like, Hey, you have to like survive and you have to like be tough and you have to yeah. do all these things. And, and we're finding as Very we go into ourselves, we're finding that that's, that's ridiculous. And absolutely. And in a lot of jobs, there is no culture right. or room for praise right. or recognition or a job well done. It's just always about, well, this is what you missed right. or this is what you didn't do, or you didn't do it fast enough. Um, and yeah, so it has been a real, yeah, a real shift is that, you know, when you do feel good about yourself, genuinely good, and you can celebrate your accomplishments, you actually get give more and, you know, you recharge more and you renew more. Um, and that has more of a flow on effect to others. Um, and so, yeah, you're right, Brian, I think in a broader perspective, you know, like now that we are kind of more, you know, like awakened and enlightened to that. We can help to shift some of that culture for other people. And I feel like our energy really, people do gravitate to it because we do have this kind of, right. um, you know, respect and, you know, we're very complimentary towards each other and towards other people. We are inviting and nurturing and also compassionate. Absolutely. And, and just, as these times are kind of showing, like yeah. people have more time now for introspection. And it's even though coronavirus is a scary prospect and people are talking about like having less civil liberties and having to be shut away, it's hard for humans as social beings. There's another way that you can look at that, you know? Um, and that is that, you know, we, we now are sort of forced to have a bit of a slowdown and we can really, you know, like listen to ourselves and what we really need. And sometimes, yeah, it's not about the rat race and doing everything at the fastest pace possible and having no sleep and, you know, like no real connection. Like, yes, okay, I'll meet you for coffee. I'll meet you for dinner. I'll put in a meeting. Right. I'll do this. 
But actually, when things really slow down, you get to actually have some real conversations and connections. And uh, it does help you in a little bit to just kind of tweak that focus on what's really important. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel I feel a lot of like a lot of what's being called now is, is this really time to uh, like really settle in. And so like if we hear the word ego for me whenever i hear the word ego comes up i think of it as like the kind of love child of the spiritual love child of the world and we all it's not something we're trying to get rid of but it's really something that we're learning to nurture and to to really i, I call it my inner child you know to really connect with in a way where we go okay like if i if i tune into like kind of the the energetic love child of the world and there's something within me that wants and wants and wants and wants and wants like a kid does. A kid gets here and goes, oh, my God, I can have all these things. I can do all these wonderful things like I want to go. And, and they're almost overstimulated. And so for us, it's, it's up to us to internally to learn how to nurture that feeling and nurture that presence. And as we do that individually, then we're more at peace with the world. We're more at peace with what's going on. And for me, like I've never, I've always been tuned into this. <clears throat> and so for me, I've never really found that I've needed a lot of things. Like it's like, it's wonderful if I have interest in certain things that, okay, yeah, if I, if I want to cook, like I need some certain things to actually cook. And I need, if I, if I want to do certain things, I actually need things to actually accomplish that. But the more you move into this, the the less you're like, you know what, I really, <laughs> I would, I would rather do other things and help other people and then just let other people that are focused on doing that actually do that for me and, and kind of whittle down what I actually need so I can really focus in and narrow in as I mature more into myself. I find myself really, really seeing that in my own life of like, I just, I just, I, I mean, I do this often, like every month where if I, I look around, if I'm not using something then I donate it or, or give it to somebody. Yeah. And I find that happening like more and more. And, and I just went through everything and kind of went around and said, okay, here's, here's the things that I'm not using that aren't in, that I'm not in need of. So I'm going to donate these things. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's a, it is a great shift that's happening for people. And it's just really wonderful to, to be with somebody who is like really tuned into that and shares that with me and inspires me and you've really over the past few years you've really just loved me in a way that really outside of myself I've never really experienced before and so our relationship is really really unique and like I said I think just kind of giving everybody a glimpse into that can really help open everybody up and it's really easy to <clears throat> it's really easy to go well, I see that and I want that. And so now I'm going to like move, uh, like I, I'm, I'm going to start following all these things. And so it's, well, I, 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 was, I say that because if somebody wants to have a relationship and a connection like, like we have and stuff, the, the, the number one thing, instead of being, instead of trying to be like, I need to get to that person, just make yourself that person. Make yourself that person and start to open up to yourself as that person. And then that's going to allow you to actually be with the person that you're looking for. And then, and, and a lot of times you can find like, for me, it, it was like, I was, I was, and, and you've talked about it too, where you're like, you and I, our relationship that we had, like both of us were in the same position where we're like, 
for me, I'm like, I need somebody that's here that's going to help me raise my kids so I don't have to do this all alone. And I need someone that's closer. And like, and you know, there's certain, there's certain things that I haven't got gotten to experience. And I don't know if Anna is, is really ready to experience those things or she wants to do these things with me. And I don't know if, if we're the right fit and, 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 and you're the, you're the same way. Like I'm still finishing up my medical school. I'm all the way in Australia. Like all the dynamics of everything was just not what we, what we really felt we needed or, or like you would want. Yeah. And, if you'd done what some people suggest and make a list right. of all the pros and cons logistically, like we both went into this relationship knowing that there was going to be challenges and there was going to be barriers. Um, but I think we both had enough belief in our potential um, that we were like, you know what, we need to give this a go. Um, and, and it's funny because I have been so like rational, analytical, <laughs> very mind driven. Very to the grounded. Point in, I would suppress yeah. what my heart was telling me. Cause I'm like, right. no, that's just a whim. That's just an emotion. Right. And yet, despite all of my logic and reasonings, why this is going to be so hard and it may not work, it probably won't work. You know, like I actually like gave into my heart, which was like, there's something about this guy which is incredible like chatting to you was like the highlight of my day like <laughs> I could be like we've been doing surgery all day and I've been in an operation for 12 hours and yet like a one hour chat with you because we weren't even voice chatting at that stage we were just on messenger like but that would be my favorite part of you know every day and it was just something about you that was just magnetic and i think it was because you were starting to see things in me that i couldn't even see in me and you were starting to kind of draw me out of my shell without my yeah. realizing that and you were showing me a version of myself that i think was always in there but i didn't really know was in there and it was like the best version of myself and i was kind of like wow like you know, Brian never like, you know, tried to change me or mold me into someone that I was not. He just somehow saw my <laughs> right. essence and was able to nurture in me like the best part of me. And I was like, that is like, I've never met a person like that ever, you know? <laughs> what you did? And I what? think I was sort of like, you, you cannot like not try, like, you know, like, this guy is like special he's amazing like despite whatever those challenges may be you know if this is your person like you have to like go for this so <laughs> that's where I was like you know what let's do it <laughs> and here we are I'm never looked back and I've just been so so grateful so how long yeah how long did we chat a year and a half or two years was it we were chatting for like two years before we well we first were like acquaintances on an app called auto wrap for <laughs> most of 2015 and we didn't really get to chatting until i moved to canberra which was like start of february 2016 wow and so yeah and we didn't start our relationship romantically until like november 2018 so we really had like two all of 2016, all of 2017, and 
all of, most of 2018 really to like really kind of get to know each other. And we had some very deep com- conversations. We did. We from still do. everything about like, you know, the meaning of life, you know, <laughs> metaphysical kind of things, um, politics, like you name it, religion. Like we really got to explore a lot about we talked different about perspectives and different views. And I mean, you and I are both like not, that not political, political, but <laughs> not we would talk about everything. Because in 2016, in November, that was the year that we first met in person. And I remember touching down um, the day after Trump had been voted in. So we did talk about politics to some extent because everyone in Australia was like, surely, like, America's not going to vote this guy. Like, he's a businessman. He's not a politician. (laughs) I remember touching down and it was actually the 11th of November. It was Veterans Day. And so they're having all the V-Day parades and things. And I was in New York for the first time ever. And I was like, wow, what a world this is. Like, Trump is the president. Like, I'm here. There's so much patriotism. And (laughs) it was quite crazy. And then I ended up going to Denver for a course for like nine days and then coming to Miami and then Tampa and then meeting you. It's amazing. So, yeah, it's quite incredible because you don't realize at the time, like, wow, like these things are like defining moments. But yeah, <laughs> it's funny how life takes you on those journeys. It's, it's really amazing. I, I definitely had to really, when I guess, you know, because when you first came, I told you, I was like, hey, I, I really love you. I think you're an amazing person, but I'm just not sure if I'm ready to open up romantically. And I don't know if, you know, I, I don't want you to come here thinking that, okay, like he's going to feel the same way about me because I felt very, you know, that connection and stuff. And I didn't want you to fly all the way over here and then, you know, find out that, oh yeah, like he's not interested or doesn't want to have a, a romantic relationship. And so I was very upfront with you about it. And, and yeah, you know, I respected that. Yeah. And after spending time with you and it was just like, yeah, it, it, it was a very, a period of really opening up within myself. And I just said, okay, <laughs> like, like, you know, you need, you know, you deserve a partner that's really loving and nurturing. You know, that I just, I just said, I just sat down. I had a conversation with myself and allowed myself to really just open up and go, "What are all the things? Stop thinking about the things that you want or that you want to experience or that you want to see, and just feel. Just feel. Is this, is this really what's nurturing and really what's what's you your soul really needs? And if, and of course, the answer is yes. So it's like, okay, like if the answer is yes. Then what are you doing? <laughs> like, what, like yeah, why, why would you, why would you, was, you wanted somebody that was going to be there and be present. And so intuitively you think, well, okay, it's going to be someone that like lives in Tampa, you know? Um, right. So you don't immediately think, oh yeah, this person that lives on the opposite side of the world (laughs) might just be my soulmate because, you know, like I didn't have a career that was readily transferable and, you know, with three kids, it's not like you can just uproot and move to Australia. Um, So from the beginning, you know, like you didn't really have that kind of incentive, but as things turned out, I could kind of love you in a way that you had always like, you know, 
dreamt of and wanted and deserved. And I felt very much the same, you know? Um, I was like, wow, like this guy is just unlike any other person I have ever met. I was like, I cannot walk away from this. Like no matter how complicated or challenging or whatever those logistics may be, I was like, I have to dive into this, you know, because I, I just knew like in my heart, like if I don't, like I will spend a lifetime regretting not trying, you know? Absolutely. I'm, I'm so, so glad. Yeah, I'm so glad you did too. I'm so <laughs> glad I was able to allow myself to really just open up and go, okay, let's You're incredible. Let's see where this goes. And so and and this is you know, this is part of the journey is that uh we look around and we go, well, let me some sometimes it's not always about looking for what's easiest or looking for what is you know Yeah, what fits into a nice fits. cookie cutter mold right. and you know, like yeah seems to perfectly fit yeah sometimes the things that we need yeah present to us not necessarily in the way that we're anticipating and i think that just seeing that opens you up to a deeper sense of yourself where you go well wait a minute the the love that's within me can actually guide the world into and and i and i i talk like i don't know just from a personal like depth of where i've anchored myself sometimes i i look at people and i'm like man everyone's everyone's trying to create, but if you look around, like everything's created for you. Like, why are you trying to create more? Like our, our search and drive to create more sometimes drives us away from ourselves and draws us away from ourselves. When we, when like, you know, I just had an epiphany one day and go, what if it's just about being with creation? Like (laughs) what if it's just about learning how to be more present and be with creation and then letting that develop naturally in a way that helps guide mold and shape creation and and really i think we're all waking up to a deeper sense where we're like if i'm just here with myself in a way that actually shapes things then i don't have to try so hard to create mold and and make things happen a certain way and yeah and so i guess like we've us being together is really just it, it allows that so so easily because neither one of us are trying to like neither one of us feel a need to like try to make things happen a certain way and yeah we're just and I think the most happiness that I've ever felt in my life has been with you because you have taught me that I am enough you know like I guess I always was raised um sort of thinking that to have a happy life you need to be successful and you know what does a successful person look like well it's somebody that does well in school because they have a good education and then they can get a good job and then they can good get a good house and then they can get a good you know like and it's kind of like you just start ticking all of these boxes and once you have all those boxes ticked well you'll be successful and then when you're successful you can have permission to be happy you know and that was kind of always my conditions you know kind of yeah conditions and my <laughs> yeah. thinking and yet somewhere even though I was kind of on that road and doing those things and you know like starting to tick some of those boxes um inside myself I definitely didn't have the sort of happiness and I definitely didn't have like the self love um that I do now and so <laughs> you really were so like yeah revolution revolutionary in changing that for me I'm so happy that I was able to do that with you. 
because it, yeah, it came down to that kind of being with yourself and being enough within yourself rather than like, I let, you know, society dictate, oh, well, are you a success or not? Oh, well, if you're not a success, you need to feel bad about yourself. When you throw that out the window and start with yourself and loving yourself and letting yourself really be enough, um, it's amazing how your whole, yeah, happiness can kind of just escalate. And it is a genuine thing. Absolutely. And I think yeah. that's the, that's the key word is genuine and authentic. And as we, as we really just learn to be with ourselves instead of like trying to do like, what am I doing? <laughs> what am yeah. I doing is like, how are you being once that's you, once, once you make that shift and you go, well, how am I being with myself? How am I being with everything that arises within me? How am I being then, then you begin to really open up to doing more. And a yeah. lot of, because of a lot of us are taught and kind of see like, okay, well, the world values what is being done and what, what I'm actually doing the most. And that's where my value is placed. Just that, that whole shift in your consciousness kind of shifts you into, okay, I need to do more. Or I need to, you know, which, which leads to, I need to be more when, and then it's just a never ending search. It actually makes you more stressed because right. suddenly you have less time and the things right. that are really important, you're actually having less time to devote to them. And the things that really make you happy, you're kind of pushing to the side because you're like, I have to, you know, meet more productivity targets at work or whatever it happens to be, you know? And uh, I guess as these changes filter through more to society, and particularly, sorry, particularly to like management, like levels and things like that. Um, it will be really interesting to see when we shift away from cracking the whip and working people harder to actually empowering people so that they feel good and they feel like mm -hmm. their best selves. Because I think really that's when you do get the most out of people and it's not such a hard, you know, um, hard road for people either. A lot of companies have already seen this where they're like, Hey, if I let yeah. people work from home or I let them be free in their own environment and, and you know, have their own schedule and treat themselves well, they're going to do, they're going to do the most. And, yeah. and, and so that's a very good, it's a very good shift in the, in the business sense. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll evolve even more from that. Well, you know, when we, well, in these times, Brian, people are now by yeah. necessity, having right. to spend more time at home, right. um, not able to go out and, you know, like do all of the, you know, fancy commitments and things like that. We're really having to rejig that. And, you know, it may end up being a positive for a lot of people that it does get back to those basics and really like getting in touch with yourself and what's really important to you and what helps you to feel good and what helps you to nurture yourself. It's, it's so, it's so wild because I, I tuned into this today and I was just thinking about how I've had to take a step away from, you know, everything that I was doing before and just kind of like giving myself <laughs> like to other people and in, in, in life in a way where I wasn't really spending the time with myself and nurturing myself. And there was a time where like just energetically, emotionally, everything it was just like drawing back to myself and i'm like you need the time and it was actually a couple years two three years process of like really just allowing myself to go 
no, you, you life was basically like, you're going to see you are most, the most important. You need to be treated well. You need to really, you know, fall in love with yourself in this way. And yes. not a lot of people could understand that. And some, you know, and especially people that are used to seeing me as well, Brian is the one that's always active and doing all these things and making sure things happen. And Brian's always yeah. that person. And when I wasn't that person anymore, it was very hard for a lot of people. And so, and, and this is a, this is a, this is part of the journey that I feel a lot of us needed to really make when we're really sensitive and we're really, you know, waking up to, Hey, I'm here to really be someone in a light for the world that changes how the world sees things and, and helps lighten up these dark places in the world and these dark places within us and really give the nurturing and light to those places. We need to make this part of the, this, this is part of the journey is to kind of take a step back. And so if we're really open to that and we really just allow that in, just take that energy in and like, just feel it and absorb it. We go, Oh my God, like life is life's kind of like made it easy for everybody to do that. Because before, like when I'm, when, you know, you're doing it kind of like you're doing it in your personal life, but the world's going on as it is, you know, not a lot, it's harder for people to understand that and to be compassionate to that, that aren't, that aren't that way with themselves. And so, you know, you feel a lot of like, tension and pressure from other people to go, Hey, you need to be doing more. You need to be doing this. And life is basically, life is basically said, Hey, guess what? <laughs> I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to shut the whole world down just for you because that's how important you are. And it's done it at the same time for everybody. So now there can't be this whole thing like, well, what are you doing? Why are you taking that time for yourself? Why are, you doing yeah. this? Why are you doing that? And light, and so if you really look at it and you can just feel that the pressure's actually been lifted to make that shift mm. and to allow yourself that time and by making it for everybody, because it's always, you know, it, and, and I felt this when I was like growing into myself, certain people going, well, why it's almost like a jealousy, like, well, why is he giving so much time to himself? And I've actually, I actually had people comment in ways that were like, aggressive and we're like you know well why aren't you doing all of these things and why aren't you doing this and it was very kind of aggressive and when I tuned into it I go well they're just upset and it's almost like that jealousy that that yeah. they need to probably do that for themselves and they're not allowing themselves to do that and so now it's like trying to because if you do that for yourself and so and you see somebody taking time and you feel like in a real respectful and an honoring way that there's probably a couple things that they could be doing. You just, you just look at them and go, Hey, it's awesome. You're taking time for yourself, but don't you think like maybe this would be good or that would be good. Do you need some help doing that? And it's a whole different tone because, <laughs> because yeah. you take time for yourself. But when you don't, it's like, Hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to do that. Hey, if you don't do this, this is going to happen as if we, as if we really know that things are certain, are, you know, are, are going to happen if you don't do certain things. I mean, of course there are, there are certain things that are more literal that subconsciously like, Hey, we've subconsciously a stove is hot. If you put your hand on it, that's going to burn. But in general, <laughs> there's certain things we don't like you go, Oh, you're taking too much time for yourself. If you do this, all this is going to fall apart. Like we don't, we don't always know that sometimes, sometimes yeah. someone can give a certain amount that they know intuitively that they need to be with themselves and then yeah. it can help them recover. Just like if we have an actual illness, there's typically a certain amount of time that you need to recover from certain things energetically 
we can, we can do that and we can tune into ourselves and go, I need this time. And so life has basically just said, Hey, guess what? Everybody needs some, basically everybody needs a timeout <laughs> in the most love, <laughs> in the most loving, in the most loving way. And yep. we can, we can tune in and go, well, some people are actually being sick from this and some people are, you know, are losing their lives over this. And we can, we, we don't have to disregard that. We can send love. We can send love. Like for me, I send love to everybody that may they be blessed and may they take the time and the opportunity to love themselves and to open up to themselves in the most amazing, that's beautiful. the most amazing and genuine way that's we could possibly do it. Because the more of us that do this, the quicker that this is going to, this is going to be resolved. Exactly from an energetic and and real level of uh, and depth and dimension of life to where all this is going to be put to rest and and really that's really what happens with energy is that we we realize there's a lot of energy that needs to be put to rest and so by putting it to rest within ourselves because we are so connected it helps put it to rest in the rest of the world and and when you really see yourself as this you can really start to tune in and it makes, I, I was going to say earlier is that, yes, there's all these benefits that come from, that come from, you know, doing this with yourself. But the greatest benefit is that you become at peace with everything that's happening in the world, mm. you become at peace with, with reality. And then you just naturally tune into a more peaceful reality within yourself. And you are, that's so amazing that you don't want to feel anything else. And you begin opening up that peaceful reality within yourself. And instead of, instead of searching for a peaceful reality or trying to like, well, everything's too noisy. I'm going to go to another room. Yeah. You, actually, you actually go, no, I'm going to open up more than myself. So that peaceful reality is here. And then no matter what's happening in the world, I'm going to be so at peace that I'm going to bring more peace into the world. And this is yeah. very, this is very real. I had a conversation with a girl today when I went to go get lunch um, about how working, cause we were, we were in the restaurant industry and I said, yeah, in the restaurant industry, like it taught me, it, it taught me and showed me that if everything's crazy and I'm so in tune with the craziness and what's going on, that I'm going to just be wrapped up in, in, in the crazy, like everything <laughs> that's going on. And only if I take a step back and kind of like settle within myself, can I be the peace that the situation needs? And then, and then, you know, and some people go, well, if you're at peace, it's not necessarily going to put everything else at peace. That's true. That's true. But if you're, if you're not at peace, you're certainly not going to bring any more peace to everything that's happening and that's going on. <laughs> you're just going to be running Absolutely. around going, what the heck's going on? Like everybody else. So it's, it's really amazing to really just settle into this peaceful nature within yourself and use this time to really just, open up to yourself and and i've just found it, it the the more you realize it's just an opening up to yourself the less you're trying to work at trying to be something better it's just like i'm opening up to the better version of myself every single moment so then even if you go you get caught up in the wild craziness of it you go oh <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like oh there's still that part of me that wants to be caught up in this and i love i i love that part i love that part of me that would still hold on to that and still drag me into the wild crazy stimulation of everything that's going on i love that part of me it's okay let's move on let's keep growing let's keep opening up to who we are 
and just if you just you know as we just take that in it's just <laughs> it, it's so much it takes the pressure off of trying to be better or produce yes. a better version of yourself and that's what i mean by just being with creation is if you're just with creation you open up to a reality that's already there within you and you stop trying to produce a better reality you just open up to the reality that's within you and as you do this you're you're less and less likely or you desire or have you really you're like i don't want to have anything to do with any other reality and and that's why i think a lot of people a lot of sensitive people get into you know small circles and kind of self-isolate already is that they they would try to escape the world rather than open up to the reality within them so they can be more in the world and be that yeah. light that's within the world. And I think that's not even think, right? We just feel that this is really what a lot of us are doing right now. And, and it's just so, it's just so unbelievable that I have a partner that nurtures me and encourages me and allows me to be that light that I am. And <laughs> I know and inspires me. I love you too. And it's just, it's amazing. And, and for people that may be tuning into this or, or may tune into this in the future, they go, you know, <laughs> I wish I could have that. I need to, I, you know, like, how do I find that? It's the God's honest truth is you, you it finds you and you just open yeah. up to it. Because if I didn't open up to, if I, if I allow myself to always work on myself or to be ready because when, when I really opened up to you and said, hey, let's do this, like I've, there was parts of me that really felt like I wasn't ready. Like you need to, you need to kind of like nurture and, you know, mature c certain things that you're holding on to or let go of certain things that you're holding on to before you can be in this relationship. And I just had to really trust my heart and go like, no, <laughs> you've been doing this all alone your whole life. Now, now, now the universe is ready. It's answering your call. It's saying, here's somebody that is really ready to nurture these parts with you and not, not do it for you, but really nurture with you. And you will, you deserve that. And you need to allow that and just trust in yourself, give yourself what you need. And as, and everything's going to grow into how it needs to be exactly as it should. And you just have to trust in, in, in that process. And if there's any parts of you that doesn't trust in that process, you, you let Anna do it with you or you take a step back and you do it yourself, which I've done at times where I'm like, hey, I just need some space because there's parts of me, there's parts of me that's like this pushing on, you know, on this whole thing and pushing you away and you can love it, but I need to love it because I'm the one yeah. that needs to really put it to rest within me. So it doesn't, <laughs> so it doesn't try to, you know, push away this growth that we're, that we're really developing together. And, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of self-love to really do that. And that's why it's always about really tuning into yourself and allowing that self-love to open up within you. And it's not Absolutely. something, it's not something you have to search for. It's just something you open up to. Yeah. Look, I feel the same, you know, if I had closed off my mind early on when you were right. kind of showing me a different way of loving yourself and allowing yourself to be enough before you've got all of these things checked on your checklist <laughs> you can actually not only feel better about yourself but you're more likely to achieve those things simply because you have that enrichment and that nurturing and that nourishment and that love 
And if I had stayed closed minded, because it literally was like, felt like it was shaking my entire foundation, you know, um, to, to change that train of thought. And it was so much, even though it was more miserable, it was more comfortable to just stick with the devil, you know, you know? <laughs> right. um, and I'm just so, so glad that, you know, like you persisted and that I opened my mind and really listened because yeah, if, if I hadn't been in that, you know, space where I had changed, then yeah, we, I would not have been in that position where I would have been ready to start a relationship either. So yeah, you're right, Brian, when you kind of, when you find that love within yourself first, it's amazing how that external love just comes to you. It's and not like you have to go out searching for it. It just, yeah, it knows where to find you when you're truly ready. Absolutely. It's so wild because there's so much, there's so much like love just there for you. And there's so much experience and, and everything that's there that wants to be part of your life and intertwine with who you are. And you just have to allow it. And Absolutely. it's, it is a total, it is a total shift that, that happens you hear it a lot. It's a total shift that happens within your mindset, but it's, it's just going it's really just allowing yourself to even open up to it. And I feel like yeah. a lot of people kind of stay in the same patterns because they're, it's, um, they're trying to search for something. They're trying to create it. They're trying to produce it yeah. rather than just open or up trying to, to be vulnerable, which is a scary right. prospect because the, it means you're opening yourself up for the potential to be hurt. And if right. you have been hurt before, you know, that's a reality that most people don't want to revisit, you know? So I can definitely appreciate it's, it's not easy to really open yourself up, but there's no other shortcut. There's no there other way of, um, and and we and because we have lived in a world in a collective, I, I, I see it as like a subconscious. It's a subconscious thing. Subconsciously, the relationship we have with ourselves, and we again, like we said before, if we put if we put ourselves in value in ourselves and what we produce for the world or what we give to the world, and and we kind of get in that flow of subconscious consciousness where it's not just it's not just your thinking but it's your feeling it's your emotion like your feelings your emotion your thoughts are all in that flow of subconscious reality and and so you begin to put all your value into that rather than rather than into how you're being with yourself and opening up and so we it really does become almost a thought process and a feeling and a, and a subconscious creation of I need to produce more. I need to produce more or I need to create this version of myself. And, and we even hear all the time like, oh, well, how you act or how you do this, that creates your character, that creates this, that creates that. And again, it just send, it'll send you into a, a never ending loop and search yeah. for making yourself better rather than just opening up to the love within yourself that truly makes yeah. you better. And then you go, I'm becoming better all the time. And we really are, we're becoming better all the time. And it's not something that we have to work at or that we have to create or that we have to produce. It's just opening up within ourselves. And the, and the amazing thing is this will open you up to 
<laughs> things that, that it looks like you produce, but you don't really, it's not something you really yeah. produce. We're like you and I are sitting here. We're not really producing anything. We didn't script this. We didn't go through anything of like, here, this is what yeah. we're going to do. It's like, let's just open up and share who we are together. And this is what I've told you so many times. Like, I feel like just the love that we share just by opening up and just sharing it virtually whatever we share, I think is going to be, I feel is going to be beneficial. And then we can sit back and go, okay, well, here's, here's some things that we're just going to keep for us. And here's some things that are more refined or something that maybe, you know, this is, this is what's going to really resonate and, and help everyone grow. We have, we have the option to really do that with each other. And so, but it doesn't happen. None of that even comes to fruition if we don't actually take the time to share. And so yeah. that's, that's the most amazing part is, okay, let's sit down and let's just, let's just share. Let's just share not only for ourselves, but for the benefit of everybody else. And let's just see where it goes and trust in that and have faith in that. And I can tell you, there's nothing <laughs> like as much as I, as much as and deeply as I love myself and I feel like, like personally, I, I change people's lives and personally, I help people grow. It's, it even pales in comparison to what I feel we do when we're together. And, and it's not just something that's in my imagination because other people not only see it, but they feel it. They not only comment yeah. on it, but you can just see them like, go like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, dynamic, yeah. <laughs> really and this is, is something. And it's an inclusive dynamic. Yeah. And this is, and just for, Again, anybody that may listen, any anyone this may reach, well, before we even started dating and we just first met for like first couple of times, like everyone thought we were husband and wife. Like they were like, that was interesting, <laughs> like, wasn't it? Was pretty, it? Yeah, it was pretty we wild. We were completely platonic. Um, yeah. But I remember like um, you introduced me to one of your brother's neighbors and she was like, oh, this must be your wife. Yeah. <laughs> And like a few people got that, like in restaurants, like yeah. we just go out as friends for a meal, but they'd be kind of like assuming that we were together yeah. or like, you know, <laughs> and accommodation and things like that. They'd assume that we were like husband and wife and <laughs> it was, yeah, I guess we just had that kind of uh, easiness between each other. Absolutely. Things weren't contrived they weren't awkward you know it was just two people being themselves and I guess yeah we just had that kind of yeah sense of you know like just being who we are and uh you know often in you know relationships that people have been together for a long time they know each other so well they're just so comfortable right. with who they are and who the other person is that's kind of i guess what we sort of emulated i feel and i feel like it's not even yeah i feel it's even beyond that like we're i don't know we're just so it's so enriching like who you are for me and who i am for you is so enriching Oh yeah. And we're always just just naturally tuned into that and I think that people just feel that and and it's a authenticity and a, a genuine sense the of the soul that I feel is just needed in the world and and we really we really begin to find that it's we're in a period of time where it's we're we're letting go of what we want to see or what we you know or what we want in our lives and we're tuning into that deeper need and yeah. i know that's what you've done for me is you've even though 
certain things may have not have been what I imagined I wanted. It was again, when I tuned into myself, I go, <laughs> it was like, it's almost like that deeper sense that, that divine, the divine subconscious of yourself was like, come on, kid, really? Like, <laughs> this is everything you've ever <laughs> needed right here. What are you, what are you waiting for? What are you looking for? What are you searching for? What are you trying to, what are you trying to talk yourself out of? Like, this is yeah. like, what more, what more do you Because people sort of grow up with a mold of like, oh, this is what my dream man must be like, you right. know? And I could never picture that guy you know like I had heaps of girlfriends at school that would be like oh yeah Brad Pitt is like my dream guy or this or that I never had a a type or like a, you know but then all of a sudden when I got to know you and know you as a person I just realized wow like <laughs> this is my person. This is the person that enriches me in every possible way. And that not only loves me, but he allows himself to be loved, you know, in a way that, you know, I like to love, you know, and that for me was just like, wow, like, I just knew, you know, <laughs> there's no, no need to like, hold out for some like mythical like you know dream ideal kind of you know like person this is everything I have I could ever want and need like right here and I'm so glad that yeah my heart and my soul could just see that you know it just just somehow knew <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's the amazing thing is that you just you really do you just know it's like that's yeah, what, it's like love just recognizes right. itself. And it, it's really what we need more of is just more recognition, more recognition, more acknowledgement, and less less knowing, less trying to know. And I guess if you really think about it, that's kind of living in the unknown. And you go, oh my God, yeah. it's so scary to live in the unknown. And, and I think it's only scary to live in the unknown when you're not connected or you're not open to acknowledgement and you're not open to acknowledging because when you acknowledge yourself, when you go, when you really tune in and you go, I, I know, I know I'm loved. I know that I am love. I know that I am perfect. I know that I am everything that I need. And as you said, I am enough. Then the unknown isn't so scary. The unknown scary when yeah. you're acknowledging yourself less and you're acknowledging Yes. more of who you are and then you go oh I feel kind of I feel kind of frightened and so you know as we open up we realize everything life's giving to us is just pointing us back in the direction of who we really are and the more time yeah. we spend there and the more time we connect with that the less scared or frightened we are and you know what's what's unfolding in the world and I guess that's a message, right? I, I feel that's a message that really we really need in this time of the unknown because there is so much uncertainty and there is so much unknown happening. And so perhaps that could be something that really just helps everyone be at Let's peace see. with who they are and be at peace with what's going on. Yeah. Don't be afraid to get in touch with who you are and to resonate with that uh, that person and to really you know, listen to what you need and to nurture right. that inside yourself. And if now is a time where people have more time to actually focus on those things and to do that, um, I think so much positive could come out of this situation. 
Absolutely. I love you. I think I'm feeling this is, I'm feeling this is a great place to just kind of close this out. That's beautiful. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Thank it's you, Anna. Incredible. I love where our conversations <laughs> And the way they <laughs> they just meander and where they end up. So I think it's that. I think what do we put? Uh, um, oh, I'm not logged into our podcast, but I think just it was just real simple. And I when I was thinking about the podcast and, and starting this with you, um, what's the description? I really feel this just is, says it all. Conversations on love and life. <laughs> It is. I love you. Stay safe and well, my darling. I adore you. And I do want to do that. I do want to do that other thing that we talked about, the other project. I think that'd be really cool. We will. I love you so much. (laughs) Until next time. My sweetheart. Till next time. (laughs) I love you so much.